My name is Arham Alam. And I'm Manu John. And this is Swamp Talk, where we swamp the talk and talk the swamp. Today, we're going to be talking about climate change. Manu, why don't you talk about climate change to us? Okay, so we recently had the um, climate change town hall, was it, on CNN? And I think the 10 candidates who qualified for the September debates uh, uh, were talking about climate change in their different policies. And I think it was like a seven-hour segment on CNN. And we Wait, just, it was seven hours? Was seven hours, yeah. What the heck? Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> and, um, I, I mean, that's just starting to run. That, that just shows how many, like, that the DNC's kind of botching the whole thing. But that's Yeah, like, Fox News was really making <laughs> the whole <laughs> seven hours. Wait, have they? Yeah. Like, what did they say about it? They, they just said it was really long and it was like pie and sky ideas. And some of them were, and some of them um, kind of showed the direction that we needed to go to solve mm-hmm. the impacts of climate change. And I... That was just our whole idea to do the topic of climate change. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, um, climate change has definitely been a huge issue. I mean, we already know that. Like, just by uh, melting, if I'm not mistaken, just by melting uh, the ice caps, like in the Arctic, for example, you're already like releasing a bunch of carbon emissions that are just trapped under the ice. Um, but do you I think th- they're? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but do yeah. you think they're human caused or naturally occurring? What? Uh, climate change. That'd be I believe it's human. Same. I, I believe. Um, but I think we're just framing the whole argument wrong. Um, if anything, if we, because in the, in essence, what global, what climate change and global warming, I guess the main goal is is just advocating finding an alternative energy source and a renewable energy source. So, for example, wind power, solar power, stuff like that. And they're framing the argument wrong by saying that we need to do this to stop climate change because there are so many climate deniers and not actually, no, there aren't that many climate deniers. I shouldn't say that because apparently um, I was watching this uh, video, um, video clip it's back from 2015, uh, Ted Cruz debating with the president of the Sierra Club and the president of the Sierra Club says we concur with 97% of scientists that say global war- um, that concur with the idea that global warming or climate change exists. And so that shows just like in the scientific community that um, it's pretty well known that climate change is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But even then, for some reason, climate deniers are able to speak louder or at least sound louder. And in that sense, we need to, fr- I, I believe we need to frame the argument away from um, going against climate change and do it toward more towards the economic benefits of switching to renewable energy. And what would you think those are? Like, okay, so, like, for example, um, the fact that the coal industry is going down, Mm -hmm. the oil industry is mostly in the hands of OPEC. We can't, I mean, sure, we got Texas, we got a lot of reserves, but we don't, we won't dominate in it for long, Mm -hmm. considering that these are all fossil fuels, these are all finite sources in our lifetime because it takes thousands upon thousands of years. It's not, I mean, I don't know how long it takes, I forget, but it takes a considerable amount of time for um, uh, just to create fossil fuels. So if we frame it to where, okay, alternative energy sources, not only make sure that we have, we can make sure that we have energy for the future, but also that we can uh, increase economic opportunities because i mean economic opportunities and growing the economy isn't like a partisan issue it's bipartisan there's bipartisan support for economic growth now the way to do that is questionable i know a lot of um conservatives they go after the um so um 
the subsidies wind power gets. I mean, I remember debating in like sixth grade mm-hmm. about yeah, um, the uh, change. yeah, well, not about climate change, but like whether or not wind power should get subsidies, you know? Yeah. Um, and to be frank, I mean, whether or not they do, I believe they do just in order to stimulate the economy. I, I believe it, that should be temporary, though, especially um, once wind power becomes a lot um, larger. Or, I mean, just any type of renewable energy, uh, renewable power in general. Um, it's just. I mean, I don't know. No, I agree with you. I think that uh, one thing the Democrats really need to win is that, yeah, I think the majority of Americans believe that climate change is real. Mm-hmm. But what the Democrats need to win is how their specific solutions to climate change will affect the economy. Because when it comes down to it, the economy has, throughout decades, been the number one issue to voters because it affects their day-to-day life. So Democrats yeah. have to frame it in the economic sense. And I think a lot of the ideas that were proposed by these candidates and in the climate change town hall, a lot of them were impractical because I I used to, like, two, uh, two or three years ago, I probably would have said that solar, wind... Uh, would be the best way to go. But I'm, yeah. uh, I I think Andrew Yang really convinced me in the debate that one thing that we really need to be looking at is um, the option of nuclear power. Yeah. I There's always been this, like, um, this thing about nuclear power where nuclear is unsafe because of uh, the, the disasters. Chernobyl, Three Island, and Fukushima. Like yeah. Well, then again, like, Fukushima was back in Japan, and we haven't had um, a disaster... Um, like a nuclear disaster last time I checked. I may be wrong, yeah. but since like Three Mile Island. And I think what Andrew Yang said was he was very specific, and that's one of the things I like about him. He said that for those ones, uh, for those two disasters, and a lot of the previous disasters, they use uranium uh, reactors. He's proposing a thing called thorium reactors, which are apparently more safe and produce more energy. They're much more safe and they're much more modern. And I think the thing I like about nuclear energy is that it the output of nuclear energy is a lot. And, like, when you compare it to solar and wind, solar and wind are renewable, and they're much more better for the environment in the sense that there's there's not really a chance of, like, a hurting the environment. Yeah. But the thing is, the output that you get from solar and wind is just not enough to be economically stable for such a great country, like, uh, to build on top of, like, the U.S.'s economy. So I Whoa. think nuclear is something that yeah. we really should be looking at, and we shouldn't have shown it away just because of the previous disasters yeah. that were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So I'm kind of convinced. That well, I want to ask you a question. But first, um, before anyone says that we're being complacent by talking about how we need to frame this in an economic sense, we have to realize that in this day and age, like I said before with the climate deniers, um, that sometimes that there are multiple approaches to looking at an issue. And I think at this point, with the high amount of hyper-partisanship, isn't that even a word? I think that's a word. Whatever. I just coined that word because of the amount of hyperpartisanship there is in the United States that in terms of debate, this would be the best way to frame the argument. But um, just a question. Oh my God. It's fine. <laughs> um, wait, what am I thinking? Uh, now you said that you don't think wind and solar could power the U S economy. I think wind and solar is definitely an option that we should look at. But the thing is that the thing with especially solar and wind is that I think wind works on like um, it's about like the different like heat, like different like um, heat in regions and sense that like wind moves because of like thermal 
Yeah, I'm thinking thermodynamics. Yeah, dynamics or, or, like dynamics or something like that. That'd be good. I mean, we're not really qualified to even like argument that. So, yeah, like so take whatever we're saying with like a grain of salt. <laughs> so, uh, but like keep going. I understand. Yeah, it may have uh, just been a science theory I just came up with. But <laughs> the thing is, Manu's posture. <laughs> yeah. And Manu's um, about to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Not Nobel Peace. And the thing with solar is that um, it really works well along the equator in countries like uh, like Africa and India because. A solar is much more consistent over there. The sun lights are obviously much more consistent over there. So it's just not, it's very inconsistent. Like in the winter in the US, you're not going to get the same output as you would get in the summer. So that's true. But like, I mean, if you look at just like, just look at like offshore wind. You could just do offshore wind turbines, and you'd be like, uh, you'd be able to power a lot. But the thing with those options are they're much, they're more expensive. A lot of these new solutions comparatively to yeah, the traditional systems we use. And nuclear is not like that. Well, how much more expensive is it than, um, Oil or something like that. I'm not sure. I know it's more expensive than a, a transition to Is it that or is it just because oil companies are like, hey, we want you to stay with us? I don't know. I that think that's, that's the case. I don't know if that's necessarily true because normally what happens in markets is that whoever uh, has the lowest price usually gets the most customers and the most market share. So if oh. um, solar and wind were cheaper, then there would be new uh, companies that arrived from that and they would be having considerable percent of the market share and that's not necessarily true which makes me infer that it's not necessarily true that solar and wind are cheaper i mean uh maybe uh it's just i don't know, lost my train of thought uh no it's just uh, oh this is what i was thinking another reason why i would probably go with um more of like renewable energy is so that like we don't get that we're not controlled by like countries like OPEC. I mean, excuse me. Not, well, OPEC's in the country, but like OPEC nations, like mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, Russia. Because I mean, they did us, they did that to us once under the Car- Carter administration, and we were in shambles. So like, if that situation were to happen again, we were much more dependent than we were before. Yeah, but and nuclear would also not make us dependent. That's true, but then again, like the uh, like. I mean, yeah, you could do nuclear. And, and just to be clear, jobs. like nuclear, I'm not saying nuclear is the option. I just think that it should be on the table because. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Yeah, I because mean, I feel um, like a lot of Democrats feel like it shouldn't because, like, there is this, like, notion that it's very, very unsafe. And obviously, no, with uh, just, new technological advances, I just it's think, um, considering that you have to get uranium for that. Yeah, but I, mean, I think the U.S. has, um, would be, the U.S. would I, I easily be I think with uranium, but then again, I think that's still finite. And I heard, I was watching CNN, and I heard that 20% of our current energy is nuclear. So, that's actually considerably more than I initially thought, so. Yeah, okay, so I just found this I Forbes article from 2018. Oh. Want the cheapest electricity, build solar and wind farms, not coal power plants. Now, I have to read into this um, further, but um, from what I understand... It's probably like it just makes more sense. Well, let's see, let's see. Um, clean Energy Research Group. Okay, well, yeah, you'd have to take this with a grain of grain of salt too, because this is a <laughs> this is a clean energy research group. But I think they have pretty good information. So it says the cost of solar has plunged in part because Chinese regulators abruptly stopped solar capacity installations, meaning installations fell. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has led to a global glut of cheap solar equipment, which has pushed down the cost of solar plants by 13% in just six months. So because there's a flood of 
uh, from what I understand, because there's a flood of Chinese um, solar technology, the uh, cost of solar wind, um, solar farms is going down. Now, re granted, that's temporary. So, I mean, like, I, I just, um, I don't know. Like, a lot of these issues, um, kind of like gun control, it's clear-cut in a sense, but not clear-cut in another, another sense, you mm -hmm. know? In that, like, the we know that it's happening okay and even let, let, let's say hypothetically climate change isn't happening why shouldn't we invest in renewable if it's a, a possible energy source i don't understand why we have to stick to coal or stick because to oil one is cheaper yeah sure maybe one is cheaper but if you invest in something it'll be cheaper it'll become cheaper think about it for example why do you buy an iphone over an android right brand image Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, brand. And I, that probably wasn't the best metaphor, <laughs> yeah. honestly speaking. That wasn't, no, it wasn't a great metaphor. But either way, like, you will still get people that will invest in wind and solar. We just need to be able to, I just think we should just integrate that more into our energy systems. I don't know, I don't understand, like, even if you can argue the, um, oh, it's cheaper argument. I just don't, like, I don't know. I don't. I, I think we can still incorporate. The thing it. I don't get with investments in this case, in the scenario, is that there are a lot of people that believe that climate change is real. So I would assume there would be a lot of investors who would be investing in these renewable resources. So yeah. It's, it, it, it wouldn't. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I was eating. Um, it would make sense that they would be much cheaper than they currently are. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, e either way, I think, um, we definitely still need to invest more in renewable energy sources, that's for sure, but. Okay, so I have a question. What? Do you believe that in terms of climate change, um, that, cli uh, that global warming will lead to human extinction? That it will lead to human extinction? Yeah. I believe something like that could happen. Really? I actually don't. I believe that it could lead to mass extinction of other species, but I don't believe... I mean, maybe other species, second. but, like, you have to realize biodiversity does help it, it does create matter. some sustainability. But I don't think that... I, I, I really feel that in terms of um, the well, human okay, race but, currently, I feel that our technological advances to prevent disasters like yeah, this... Yeah, maybe, but, like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's say... Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd go as far to say extinction. But there could be, I mean, uh, apparently there have been, but, and I believe there will be more casualties. Let's yeah, say, for example, I agree with that. let's say, for example, like cities on the coast, like a place like Miami, like, oh man, those guys, they may be done. I don't know. I mm. hope not. But like, uh, apparently there have been forecasts. I mean, you can look this up too, that uh, legit, uh, there are, there are forecasts that, um, Miami is just going to go underwater because it's so yeah, low. That yeah. is so low. I looked at a like, National when, Geographic when video yeah. where like the whole the whole state of Florida would be underwater. It's just that like yeah. when people say that climate yeah, so, change and global warming is the end of the world, I kind of get lost because I have to be realistic with myself, mm -hmm. and I don't believe that it's the end of the world. I, I first of all believe the human species will survive, and second of all, I think that our the yeah, we are like, to Mars or something like that. I don't know. Well, the thing is, we've been in uh. Uh, a lot of eras like in the world's history where um, global temperatures are much higher than they currently are and would probably be. Really? Yeah. Like, like when? Like, uh, 
what is that period called? We've had it, it's just like the Earth uh, history, like the of Industrial Adam. Revolution. Is no, that no, what no. You no. Mean? I mean, like before, like Earth, like the four point eight billion years of Earth. Well, yeah, but were humans on at that time? Yeah, but I don't. The, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. But my point is that I believe that technological advances that we have currently could help. Um, yeah, but make I, the I, disasters I, of climate change. It will possibly, limit those. it could possibly do that. Yeah, maybe. But it just doesn't. But the problem is now we're shifting back to that climate change narrative. And as long as people continue to deny climate change, we're still going to succumb to the effects. You know. No, but we had to be realistic when we talk about the effects of climate change. We can't... No, I understand that. But we have people, like, there are people in not only, like, the U.S., but in our government that outright deny the existence, like even our president does. And I've, I've had a strong opposition to that. But I think that we have to keep that on the table in the sense that we have to listen to all voices and then make yeah. uh, a, a decision on what's the best solution for resolving the impacts of climate change. And with that, I would probably like to move it to the sense of um, what do you think? I think that currently I feel like a lot of the solutions that we're talking about, like the Green New Deal, if we implement the Green New Deal, what happens? What happens with all these climate solutions? Because I would say that the only way to solve global warming Good. is for us to have international consensus and oh yeah there definitely. is an international there, oh, yeah. no, consensus no. and mm-hmm. if you are one of those strong green new deal people i probably i would argue that the paris accord was not far enough for you in no, the sense uh, that it was just like it was not even really that binding yeah no they're just kind of they're just goals really yeah it's like the sustainable development goals like you have them there are you gonna achieve them maybe probably not but maybe yeah um what am i thinking um <laughs> uh, I, I, because one of the things is that I do really like listening to both sides and I, for me I personally believe that global warming is real it's something that we really need to look at okay like Actually, I did have two questions I'm sorry yeah um, so first one is do you know who of the presidential candidates right now who endorses the Green New Deal like outright it would probably be like Bernie Burning. I think they have, but I think they have their own uh, specific. Yeah. Policy. Well, I no, actually, I, I did. I heard know. Kamala um, saying that she supports the Green New Deal, but the thing is, she just came up with like no. But with Kamala, um, if I'm not mistaken, though, to, yeah, Elizabeth Warren, she actually went with um, uh, Governor uh, uh, Governor Inslee's. Deal. Oh, a lot of yeah, people he, did that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like a lot of people are going to that, and I, I think that kind of shows that. Um, Actually, no. I'm not going to go into how the DNC screwed it up, because I've already gone into that. But, um... Yeah. The DNC really screwed... Yeah, well, they they screwed the pooch, because, like, you just have a bunch of candidates, and really, they're just taking ideas from each other, and they're just sounding like the same person over and over, you know, for the most part. Sometimes. Besides Marianne Williamson. She's (laughs) she's different, okay? To say the least. She's different. I think we have a lot of candidates that are different. We have a wide area of ideas, and we should look at all Maybe. I, I don't know. But... But well, that's no. besides. And also, sorry, sorry. Second question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> to what extent do we be skeptical of science? You know, because like, for example, um, like with Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, he's like he continually decides to, I guess, argue against um these scientists. Okay, and he's talking about how like um so like the uh. So the president of the Sierra Club was saying, oh, the science around climate change is not 
up for debate. And then uh, Ted Cruz was like, oh, it's not up for debate. Why is it up for debate? Isn't science all about debate? But, like, I just, in my opinion, I don't really I agree with that. I agree that it's um, No, I know it's, it's up for, uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying it shouldn't be up for debate. That's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, to what extent do we not believe the scientists and we believe a lawyer who hasn't studied climate, uh, like, who hasn't studied climate science? One, I would make the argument that in terms of public policy, Public policy is determined by the people in science. Even it doesn't matter how much consensus there is in science; mm-hmm. it should be the people who decide what their best interests are in. But well, I personally, no, I believe, don't mean that. I don't. No, no, I, I, don't I totally get. Like, I get what you mean in terms of the science. I actually believe that we really should look at the science. But mm-hmm. the, the science says, like you said, the ninety-seven percent of scientists agree that climate change and global warming is real. Yes, but it doesn't mean a lot of the things like. I think the biggest statistic that I've heard is in 12 years. You've heard that one, right? I think 12 years that all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, maybe. Um, Yeah, it's just like, look, I think you can have as many statistics as you want, but there's a general gist that climate change is real and it's happening now, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whether like it's different effects or how it's doing it, I mean... Sure, maybe that can be up for debate. But I'm, what I'm saying is, how can our elected officials just completely, just kind of, like, even though there is, like, I mean, we're not even talking about, like, a slight majority. It's a mass majority. It's people. a massive majority. We're talking about, like, 97%. Like, I don't know where you get 97% support for You're 97% among scientists. Oh, it's no, not- I, I, no, I, no, 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 no. Excuse me, yeah. Thank you for letting me specify, uh, for specifying that among scientists. But even in the scientific community, you're talking about a lot of people that have studied years about yeah. uh, climate change or about just climate in general. Like the fact that they can all have a consensus there, and I, then I we have, our, and then we yet yeah, we have our politicians because I don't that, think it's I don't think the ma- like it's to that level of a majority of Americans agree with that unanimous unanimous. Yeah, with that level yeah, of a majority, unanimous nature, yes. yeah, unanimous nature, yeah, <laughs> about um, the state of climate change. I, I mean, and even I, then, though, but like, and I, still. no, I, and even if we agree that climate change is real, which I do, I do believe climate change is real. It doesn't really matter until we have specific policies. And the thing is, I was watching um, the Ben Shapiro show because I also like those of your conservative opinions, especially because I'm a conservative, but. Um, I was listening to the Ben Shapiro show, and one of the things that he said, which made a lot of sense to me, is that even after we have the Green New Deal, what happens? We reduce U.S. emissions, but the emissions of China and India are only going to increase because they they are developing countries. And using fossil fuel, like using coal, using um, oils, um, that's beneficial to them because that's going to increase our economy much faster then climate change will, it, then, sorry, then um, a lot of these new renewable energies will because they are, at the moment, more expensive. So, yeah. so those emissions are still going to increase. Even if the U.S. and the EU uh, reduce their emissions, yeah. it's not going to change the fact that a lot of developing countries are moving, are trying to increase their own economies, which makes sense from an economic perspective. Yeah. So I mean, what do we do about that? Yeah, that's... That's, yeah, no, it's, you really, I don't know, you can't really do much, honestly, because no. it's not just one because if effort. We, 
And also, what are what are we targeting? Are we targeting um, the energy sector? Are we targeting like foods, like agriculture? Oh, that's true. Are we targeting? Um, there's just so many aspects. I, I think at this point, like, I, I believe we should be targeting energy. Yeah, transportation too. That actually makes sense. Because, um, like, if you have more electric cars, but then again, like, electric cars, even though they're technically electric, they probably get their energy from like coal powered like ener- energy. I don't cars, right? know. I don't know the science behind electric cars. <laughs> no, but like, they need electricity. You have yeah. to charge it. Yeah, but it's why not would like you you're using coal? Because you need electricity. Why can't you have from like the power plants? Oh, is that how power plants work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm learning so much. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I probably well, won't be able to give a lot of accurate information because I'm not a very sciencey person. But Arham, the doctor over here, is. Bro, don't very... say that yet. No, don't. Mm-mm. Or maybe the lawyer. No, don't say that either. My parents. Are gonna... No, mm. no. Okay, fine. <laughs> the undecided college incoming college grad something i don't even know what you're saying at this point <laughs> not applying. for those of you that are curious i'm not applying to college right now <laughs> and those of you who are still listening it's still 25 minutes so i don't know how many people are listening that's fine time. whatever um so yeah so what i found by from the american psychological association is that 71 percent of americans think global warming is happening that's a lot of people that is a lot of people. And I just think, uh, just politics but aside. To what level? What do you mean? Like, to the level of our, it hurting our economies? No, they just believe in it. No, but, yeah, but that doesn't get you anywhere, just believing in it. You have to have yeah, a, a yeah, consensus sure. about what do you what do? Is what's the solution? You yeah. Know, what's the solution? What's the solution? It? No, I mean, like, because the Green New Deal will never pass. Well, in no, I don't. I don't think. Da- the, I don't think it's like. No, I don't believe the Green New Deal is like legislation. It's more like ideas for legislation. It's not an actual like. No, I, I like, get that, but like, 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 like Ocasio Cortez and Senator Ed Markley, uh, when they introduce it, or or like if they introduce it, they're not gonna. It's not gonna go like the Green New Deal Act or something like that. No, I, I get. It's that. just mostly just like an idea. I think created by some college professor at Boston U. Yeah, I, think. I don't. I don't remember. I need. I would need to look that up. But yeah, if it. But if there's a price tag of ninety three trillion dollars, there, which is a well, lot. That's of why money. you don't do all, all like all parts of the plan. So you just discuss which parts you're going to do. I, I think at this point, yeah, because you're not going to, like, you're going to get a lot of people that are like, oh, no, I'm not definitely not going to do that. Like, I, apparently there's, like, a part where they try to reduce the amount of cows. America's <laughs> okay. like their beef. Yeah, that's not never happening. That. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do as much as we're going to do as much as we can to ensure that we have cows. Yeah, most likely. Or people are going to start making impossible what, burgers. What do you think? I'm not looking forward to that. What do you think, like, uh, a good price tag would be for, like, a climate change deal? Because that does matter. Yeah, that does. Um, to be frank, I have no clue. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't know what type of price you can put on human lives, you know? I get that, yeah. Like, because, like, you're talking, because, um... But, like, one of the things that people don't get is when a lot of people are like, why doesn't climate change matter more? Why don't we care about our environment? It's because when you're thinking, first of all, we, we can really relate to the perspective of working, like, working, like, actual adults because we're not adults yeah but like when you think about it it's climate 
I think what Ben Shapiro said was that one of the things was that people start uh, caring about climate change, where especially in advanced and developed economies, and the reason is because they have more money and more flexibility to think to about issues care. about climate yeah. change. Because when you think about like people in Indian Africa, they don't have the time to care about climate change. Yeah, no, I think about Bangladesh right now. It's like no, they're not. Mm-mm. They don't have no. the time to think about climate change because they have to think about how do they get food on their tables for their children. Yeah. And that definitely Bro, matters more from much, their perspective. No, but like, actually, though, imagine how much hydroelectric energy they could get just from monsoon season alone. In Bangladesh. Oh, my God. <laughs> they would actually be, like, stinking rich if they, like, decided to, like, sell it or make it a state-owned company. Like, ooh, yeah, they, they would be set. <laughs> but you do definitely do raise a good point. And, I mean, just think about it. We're so entrenched in coal and oil that, like, trying to shift is going to be so difficult. I do agree that I don't agree that I do, wait, what? I do agree that I don't agree. <laughs> Did you just say I don't agree? No, no, no. No, I agree with what you said in the sense that I hate money in politics because I think that, especially with the cor- uh, corporations, I think that one of the essential <coughs> excuse me, parts of a democracy is that um, that the people get to make decisions about the government and choose which policies... Uh, serve their best interests, and I feel when they're big, uh, they're big uh, pharma companies, big oil companies, yeah. uh, the military-industrial complex, and they determine our public policy. That really is sad, and it really is <laughs> very sad. It's really sad. <laughs> and it's really like, sad. No, I it's saw like, the twenty-nine um, no, remark, and I was like, going. I need to really shorten it. So it was like sad. No, <laughs> But yeah, I really think that it destroys the function of a democracy, and I don't think that's what our founding fathers would have wanted. So yeah, and with that, we end the. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow our Instagram or email us. Let us know what we can do better. And for our next topic, see you sometime soon. Hopefully.